My name is Sean Rapier, and I love Disneyland. I love the attractions, the food, the parades. Really, I love it all. And when I can't actually be at the parks, I love talking to other Disneyland superfans. That's why I created this podcast. In each episode, a rotating group of co-hosts and I will break down what really makes Disneyland the happiest place on earth. So let's leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. This is the Castle Collective. Welcome to another episode of the Castle Collective. I'm Sean Rapier. I am the host of the show, and I'm joined by two members of the Collective, one whom you've already met, one whom you're going to meet uh, in his own episode very soon. But we have brothers Sean and Brian Lords of Word on the Main Street podcast. Guys, I'm so I was going to say welcome, but since I'm here in your yeah. studio, welcome, Sean. Welcome. <laughs> We're happy to host the Castle Collective tonight. I am on uh, Word on the Main Street. We we are in the Word on the Main Street uh, studio here, which is super fun. We just got done recording an episode of Word on the Main Street. Uh, in which I got to be a guest. Oh, yeah. And it was super fun. And, and actually, that came out from the date this is being released. That came out two days ago. So, uh, But Sean and Brian, tell us a little bit. Uh, again, give us a refresher on Word on the Main Street podcast. You want me to say it? Yeah, All go right. for it. So Word on the Main Street podcast is a little podcast we started three years ago-ish. Like almost More. three and a half yeah. now. Uh, so over three years ago. That's insane. And all we do is we talk about the news surrounding the Disneyland Resort. Um, I would say all we do is go on tangents surrounding <laughs> the Disneyland Resort. That's the, the joy of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we focus on the news. We don't really do much aside from that. Um, <laughs> until there's no news. Until there's no news. <laughs> like there has not been. Um We've been doing a fun little thing where we just talk about little factoids about different rides throughout the park. Nothing like this show, though. And we avoid the news and do more of a a deep dive on the attractions. So, So, yeah, that's us. And you can find us on basically all podcasting platforms. And it is my favorite Disneyland podcast. Always has been. (laughs) You're just saying grateful to be a part of it. That's not true. I mean, it is true what I'm saying. It's not true that I'm just See, saying I knew it. it. Darn it. But uh, today we're going to talk about something really cool, and that is a little bit different approach. Rather than choosing an attraction or two, we're talking about dark rides at Disneyland. Yes. We are going to try to rank. And I don't know that we're going to get to any kind of agreement. In fact, I know we're not. But uh, we are we are going to try to rank our top five dark rides at Disneyland. And what, guys, what is it about a dark ride that's so special? You want me to go first? You want to go first? I think, in my opinion, it's the mystery of it all. Even Mm. though it's a familiar story, you're in that dark setting and it's kind of just like, I don't know, because it's dark, it's like more immersive maybe. Mm. But I think you're going, like, typically a dark ride you're not just going straight in. There's doors that open up and just the the mystery and the excitement of it all, oh, I think, is great. what's A lot intriguing. twists and turns. Yes. Totally agree. Um, one thing I think about dark rides is they're very immersive into the story. So, like, mm. we, like Brian just said, it's always a familiar story. Um, and you actually get to be in it. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really, really cool. It Much was con- to the confusion of some guests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And you kind of, you're surrounded. You're surrounded by the story. You've <laughs> yes. actually kind of become part of the story. So dark rides have been around forever, 
boardwalks uh, used to have Mm -hmm. them. I mean, going way back to Coney Island and Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. And so there's a long tradition, but definitely uh, Disney, like it does with everything, kind of upped the game of dark rides. And it's a big part of Disneyland. So I went to look at what constitutes a dark ride. It's not just a ride that's dark (laughs) because nighttime, pretty much all rides are dark rides. So (laughs) uh, here's the definition I came up with. By the way, this is pretty hotly contested. Really? Uh, on the web. There are a lot of people <laughs> arguing about what I is a dark ride. I did not realize this was a point of contention. I didn't either till I looked it up. <laughs> but we came up with 11 that, that fit this definition. But here's how we define it. So a dark ride cannot have drops or scary anything where you plummet. So pirates, actually, the consensus is that were it not for the drop, pirates would be a dark oh, ride. Yeah. But because of the drop, but it because of the drop, it disqualifies huh. it, which I thought was interesting. By the way, Splash Mountain also has a drop. I don't know if you knew that. But, which uh, means that... Which one? It's disqualified. <laughs> we got three, and which Pirates has two. Rise of the Resistance also disqualifies. Yeah, right. Right. And we left... Yeah. We left Rise of the Resistance off of this. So uh, it's also... The definition is also primarily inside. Uh, I say primarily because we do have one attraction for sure that goes outside here. Yeah. But, but primarily inside. So the storybook boats... Outside, disqualified. Yeah. Uh, it's either dark inside or controlled light. A few people really mm-hmm. fought for that controlled light because uh, Small World. So Small World is considered a dark ride, even though it's really not dark. In yeah. Some spots it's really bright. Yeah. But because they control the atmosphere, Small World That makes sense. sense. I mean, it would be dark, dark if there were no lights in there. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's dark exactly. Ride. Exactly. <laughs> I totally agree. So so we decided to have Small Worlds count. Uh, there can be no thrills of any kind, like nothing exciting. So uh, Star Tours, Smugglers Run, those rides mm. are out. There can't be an objective in a dark ride. So Toy Story Mania um, or Buzz Lightyear, you know, those, those attractions trying to score points and then also it must be a ride it must move so uh great moments with mr lincoln ah, there goes even my though, number one <laughs> even though it's dark and you're sitting in an attraction watching an animatronic maybe if you were moving uh which brings up the question that we won't answer here but at disney world is carousel of progress a dark ride it moves it moves it kind of fits yeah. all these qualifications it, yeah. <laughs> but considering that at the beginning they announced it as the longest continuously running stage show in the history of america i think it's a show yeah but in any case so so with all of those qualifications here are the uh attractions that we decided qualify and they are peter pan's flight winnie the pooh alice in wonderland Snow White, Mr. Toad, Pinocchio, Haunted Mansion, It's a Small World, Finding Nemo, Little Mermaid, and Monsters, Inc. Those are our 11 attractions that we get to battle over. What's funny is we've all known each other for a long time. (laughs) And so I think we, I know some of the number ones, (laughs) but I think it'll be interesting to hear uh, more 54321. First of all, did you guys have a hard time putting this together? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I could still switch it around quite a bit. I'm sticking with what I've got. I'm looking at it again. Yes, I'm going <laughs> to stick with what I've got. But it was very difficult to put it together. So we got to jump in somewhere. Which one of you wants to share your number five? I'll go first. I'm Sean, not afraid. make it happen. What is your number five attraction? So number five, I had 
Monsters Inc. Oh, Monsters Brothers Inc. to the end. That's you what guys you picked. Both, Number five. You both Monsters have Monsters Inc. Inc. <laughs> yes. All right, let's talk about Monsters Inc. What is it that you love so much that six attractions did not surpass it? What do you love about Monsters Inc.? Mike and Sully to the rescue. Do you want to take it? No, go ahead. You, you're the one that listed it. Uh, so Monsters Inc. is one of my favorite Pixar films of all time. Um, I love the story behind it and. Like I said with, with Dark Rides, I like the immersion into a story. The fact that I get to be in Monstropolis yes. is awesome. And it's just a fun, fun ride. And uh, you can't beat Roz. At oh, the yeah. End. Oh, my gosh. That's, How that's amazing. That's one of, the best, yeah. uh, one of the best things I look forward to at the Disney parks. And you really do feel like you're in Monstropolis also. Oh, you do. One of the best lines. I mean, the oh, entire yes. line of that attraction <laughs> yes. is really, really fun. That video that they showed, yeah. that they cycle through. When For they sure. When they test the emergency broadcast <laughs> system, it's like one of my favorite things. Uh, but to speak on the immersion, not only being in the city of Monstropolis, but also being in Monsters, Inc., in the room with all the doors. Right. All the movement that's yes. going on in there and just how large that seems is incredible. The way they use lights and mirrors Holy is cow. unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And then also just the reflection, the, the projection uh-huh. that they have the changing door. Yeah. And, and then the projection when uh, Boo is batting him on now, the head and he yes. keeps... Now, another reason why this is number five is it because it ties into another attraction I love. I won't say where it is okay, on my cool, list. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> but uh, Randall, when he's getting hit, uh, some of the wallpapers are familiar. I'm pretty mm, yes. sure, A, there's the Toy Story, uh, Andy's Room, Cloud wallpaper. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that uh, one. But I do know another one. Haunted Mansion wallpaper yes. appears. Yes. Uh, so. And for what it's worth, I think we all stated uh, before we start recording that we did number all of them. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, oh, I'm not going to tell you where this falls because it may f- come later. Okay. Actually, no, because then we're going to talk about it if it would have come <laughs> earlier. I had Monsters, Inc. at number six. It didn't quite nice. crack my top five. Gotcha. And part of it for me, I think, is that I still remember Superstar Limo. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> and this was really kind of a facelift <laughs> replacement, and they uh-huh. replaced it really well. Oh, I mean, did. it's amazing. Yeah. But I don't know why. I think that, that kicks it down a little bit of a notch. I think it's one of the more underappreciated rides between the attractions and uh-huh. i think part of the reason it's stuck in the middle of nowhere yeah you know it had the muppet theater which mm-hmm. how much do we love that and it was honey i shrunk the the audience before that i mean it's it's just it's that theater though has been through frozen sing-along it's been through all kinds of stuff uh-huh. but there's not that much else going on in that area yeah i think that whole area needs a little more has love. mickey's philharmagic brought that to life a little more i have not been since that switched over so i saw it once yeah. since it's been there and it doesn't bring in the crowds it's it awesome just... though <laughs> I, i'm oh, excited yeah, to see it one of these amazing. days i saw it first time at disney uh. world many years ago and it's phenomenal but it just feels like they can't get enough in that area it is a very neglected area and so often it does fill up when the tower closes though it does. It does. <laughs> well, and they've done some special there. events around there. Like they had the Alice in Wonderland. The tea uh, party. Oh, yeah. That tea, tea party. party. And then Electronica when Tron came oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> that blew my mind. I loved that. So, uh, But all right. Great attraction. Yeah. Definitely underappreciated. Makes me want a can of Blort. 
and, and I will say at one point this was in my top five. Barely got, I mean, just barely got kicked out. So oh, goodness, which means I guess I need to share my my number five yeah. since we've gone through it. And I don't know if you guys have this higher or if it didn't make your uh, top five, but my t- my number five is a little ride. Uh, Called Mr. Toad, Mr. Toad's oh, yeah. Wild Ride. That is my number five. <laughs> did it place anywhere in your top five? Yes, it did okay. not. Sean, where did it place for uh, you? It was actually my number four. It was your number four. Okay, <laughs> we're pretty close there. So it actually placed number seven for me. Okay. And the middle, we were talking about it earlier. These middle ones were tough. They were tough. They're hard. Yes. But when you got to make a judgment call, yep. you got to make a judgment call. And he ended up at number seven for me. And, and I can't fault you for that. Like, I think when we get into one and two, if if our, our one two and twos aren't in other people's fives, there might be fighting words. Yeah. But Mr. Toad, I get it. And I, I just think it is, the reason it made my number five, it's such a zany ride. It is. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're at Disneyland and you go to hell. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it used to be a lot hotter in there, though. Yes, I feel like they've dulled yes. that back a little bit. But you're in the car, and there are people jumping out, and you're blasting <laughs> through doors. To me, it's also, it is a ride that I don't care. You know, um, in this week's episode of your podcast, we talked about Alice in Wonderland and how much all of the technology has really updated it mm-hmm. and been great. I don't think this ride will ever need technology. I don't it's think just, so. It's it's the old style. You slam into the doors and the doors fly mm-hmm. open and they use a, some black lights and some steam and it feels very throwback. And I just love Mr. Uh-huh. Tom's Wild Ride. What well, do you love about it, Sean, that put it into your top uh, five? Well, basically, when I was little, well, not little, but younger... I said I wanted to ride Mr. Toads until I threw up. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I was there. It happened. So uh, you said that. I said that. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fun ride. He never did. Yeah. To this day, when I ride it, I pretend I'm driving the car. I do oh, too. Yeah. Um, and I just I took my kid on it for the first ride he ever rode at Disneyland. Oh, that's awesome. Terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> he was terrified of every yeah, ride you after keep that. thinking you're going to crash. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole ride is you. It's but Mr. Toad's wild ride. The bull in a China, China shop. Oh, yes. Oh, wait, is that? That's in Mr. Toad's, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I believe so. I was thinking uh, maybe that was in uh, Roger Rabbit. But no. I'm pretty sure. No. Pretty sure you run through a China shop. Um, you're right. But I really like... When you're in line and you're watching people come through the fireplace, mm-hmm. there's actually light on the ground uh-huh. that looks like little bits of ash. Like embers. Yeah. embers. Yeah, embers. There it's we go. It's so cool. So, so cool. I just, I love it. I love the music. Ah, it's good. The there, train effect is timeless. The train, train effect, effect, if you're not ready for that train, <laughs> oh my gosh. You get that bump like you're driving, or yes. wait, no, I'm thinking when you're driving down the dock, when yeah. you've got that bump. But. Yeah, but the train comes swooping down, and it's right there, right in your face. Yeah, and sends you right, right to hell. Yes, <laughs> and, and again, <laughs> yes. but again, I feel like it's it's all the old effects. Yeah, and that's okay in this ride. Uh-huh. Other rides benefit. I mean, what's funny is, well, I'm not going to bring up other rides. But <laughs> I love this attraction. So that was my number five. That was number your your number four. Didn't quite make it into your list, Brian, but I totally, totally get that. 
Uh, so let's move on to number four. Brian, why not, this, this is where I think things are going to get split up like should, crazy. Should I go first on number four? Did you, go, <laughs> did you go first on number five? I'm just kidding, because that was my number four. Oh, that was your number four. That's right. <laughs> Sean, what was your number four? Uh, all right, Brian, why don't you lay your, your number four on us? Okay, this might this might put some fight into the room. I don't know if it will or not. My number four was Peter Pan's flight. Oh, wow. Wow. Number, <laughs> number four. four. Really? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Sean, guys. Sean, where did you have Peter Pan? <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two. Okay. Yeah. And I had uh, Peter Pan's flight as number three. Nice. So, yeah. Let's talk about Peter Pan's flight. Uh, it's it's incredible. And it, it, it pains me to put it. And most of... Oh, this is why I had such a hard <laughs> this time was with hard. this. I love all... All the dark rides yeah, so much, and too. it was so hard for me to rank these. But the magic of Peter Pan is incredible, unbelievable. Flying mm, over yeah. London, flying through the different scenes of Neverland across mm-hmm. the bow of Captain Hook's ship. Yeah, there's just something about that attraction, and it's been enhanced even more with the digital effects that you've got now. For sure, um, it's just a magical attraction, and. I feel like that's the reason that it always has such a long line. Like such a long for, line. For for a dark ride, <laughs> it gets very, very long. Um, and a lot of that can be out in the sun, which makes it very difficult to want to wait in that line, which probably helps bump that down just a little <laughs> bit, is that hot line <laughs> but it always cracks me up when people who have not been to disneyland in 20 years or whatever mm-hmm. and they say what's your number one tip and i say if, if if peter pan matters to you rope drop run to peter pan yeah <laughs> run yep yeah sean you've got this at number two yeah this is let's let's not take away the the big thunder of number two yeah from you. <laughs> tell us why this ranked so high that there's only one what could it be attraction in front of it so like what brian said it's just a really magical experience um it's one of those like classic classic films um and to be put in that uh is just something i love very very much um i love uh some of the effects they use like even the old effects. So the cars going along the streets when yeah. you're over London, it's bicycle chains that they painted cars on. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, and uh, the room with the stars when you're going to Neverland oh, is just, not the best that's thing. one of my favorite places in the park to be is in that, that room right there. So uh, it's just very magical. It's very classic. And to just be immersed in that is just amazing. It is absolutely incredible. I love this attraction so much, and it's worth a long wait in line. Uh, one of the worst parts about the line is you keep thinking you're toward the front of it, and then you snake back again, <laughs> yeah. and then back again. And and I will say, if you're ever in the park and something happens, um, so there's no fast pass, at least as of the recording of this, there's no fast pass for this attraction. But if you ever get like a pass, a no strings attached pass or something goes wrong with another ride and they give it to you, use it on this attraction Yeah, because you can go back up to the wheelchair entrance and they will take those passes. And that that's is well a pro worth tip it. right there. Yes. A lot of people think because you can't use fast pass <laughs> right. there that you can't use that, but you can. Just, and actually, just try and get fast pass for Indiana Jones all day long. And then when it breaks down. <laughs> yeah. Not if, when. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and a lot of times, uh, they, 
the cast member won't even know. And so like we've gotten the, the no strings attached pass and it's good for any attraction. Now, sometimes they'll mark that it's not good for something, but I've never seen that with Peter Pan. Uh So anyway, what a great, I think that we all have a mutual, incredible amount of love for, for Peter Pan. So uh, again, to recap, Peter Pan was your number two, Brian, your number Four. four, and it was my number three. So, I'm just shaking up everybody's. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to know my top here. five before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Sean, why don't you lay uh, number three on us? So my number three is uh, it's awesome. It's uh, it's a small world. Wow. Okay. It's a small yeah. world. Brian, where did it's a small world place for you? That was my number two. Oh, nice. That was your number two. Okay. Number so we got number two, two and number three. Guys, this is where it starts to get interesting. It's a small world. Number nine. Really? Nine. I've got it almost at the very nine. Bottom. Oh man. Yes. And I love it's a small world. This uh-huh. isn't a reflection. There oh. there are no losers except for one. Uh, <laughs> I think we might all have the same one on the number eleven. Yeah. But oh my gosh, number two and number three. Talk to us about it's a small world. Who wants to go first? Uh, You're the one that yeah. brought this okay. one up, brought so you up, should uh, Let's do it. So number three, Small World. Um, first of all, it was our grandpa's favorite attraction. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Family connections, everything. That's and great. Knowing grandpa, you wouldn't expect it to be no. his favorite ride. So really? He was, great. he was the kind of person that had kind of a gruff exterior. Uh, but cool. when you got to know... That gruff exterior, yeah. it kind of Small started to fall away out a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. So it's always been kind of special for that reason. Yeah. I love that so um, much, guys. Also, I just love the message of Small World. Um, it right. showcases the best of each culture. Uh-huh. And then at the end, everybody's one, like, united people. We're all together. We're all part of this one world. Yeah. yeah. And I just think Beautiful. It's, it's really cool. And if you ever get a chance... I'd recommend watching, um, was it called The Brothers? Uh, the Sherman Brothers Oh, yeah. Documentary. Oh, the Boys. The Boys. The Boys, so, yeah. Holy cow, that's uh, a great documentary. Get Tissues. Yeah, oh, Richard yes. Sherman oh, I love does the movie. original, like what it was supposed to be like. He does it on the, com- uh, not on the computer, on the, on the, keyboard, on the piano. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually a slow, it was almost meant a ballad. To, yeah, yeah, meant to be more of a ballad. A uh, plea for peace is what uh, they called it. So, um yeah, just I love the song. I know everybody hates it. I love hates the, song. the repetitive nature of it, yeah. but I think it's fantastic. I like uh, what it stands for, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a message. To me, it's a message we we should listen to today. So phenomenal, <laughs> just beautiful. Yeah, Brian. Um, Brian, did you say it's your number two? Yeah, it's my number two. So number two <laughs> and number three, it is really up there for you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I mean. This is something that our family always makes sure to hit several times in a trip. My kids love it. I love it. My wife loves it. Um, it's it's a very special ride, I think. And I think it was kind of like Walt's, Walt's definite mindset, I yeah. think, mm-hmm. as far as like the world and the message that he wanted to leave the world with yeah. when he left this world. Um, was just a message of peace, of hope that we can all unify and be at peace with each other. And I think it's really, really cool. Um, I also could draw a religious tie to it. Yep. Uh, the finale, 
Yep. That yeah. We, yeah. we don't need to bring up here, but <laughs> no, we um, talk about it all the time that there are parallels to like heaven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody's in white and mm-hmm. everybody's the same. And yep. what a gorgeous message. And that room blows me away every when, time. When I get in there, I get a little teary every time. Every just be, time. Just because that, that's like in my mindset. It was my grandpa's favorite ride, being able to be there and riding it, thinking about him mm-hmm. and knowing that whole message and, and just that, that, whole finale at the end is just beautiful and you can't discount uh the art of oh mary of mary blair, mary blair. blair. wow oh right my gosh and raleigh I mean, crump yes uh, yeah and raleigh crump wow yeah a mary yeah. blair and the exterior from the minute you walk up and you hear the clock and you hear the tower going <laughs> it just feels like such a child's dream yeah just that tick Every, yeah, you can it, hear it like almost everywhere in in fantasy land. Just that tick of the of the small world oh, yeah. clock. Another pro tip: um, if if the park ever opens up again and is busy, um, <laughs> it's the COVID thing. Uh, if you're listening to this three years from now, we used to have a thing called COVID nineteen. Um, but uh, if you if you ever have a really busy day at the park and uh, you want to see the projections and the fireworks. They actually do the projections mm-hmm. on It's a Small World. Yeah. There's a lot more room to spread out. You can still see all the fireworks and the projections and the music. It's really kind of nice so you're not crammed right there at the end of Main Street yeah. with the uh, where the partner uh, statue is. I love it. What question for you guys? What do you think of uh, the IP being mixed into it, having like Lilo and Stitch and stuff? I think it's awesome. Uh, like we've discussed with other attractions, uh really pulls in the little kids yeah they get to look for uh-huh. these look for characters and, yeah. yeah uh lilo and stitch donald well i guess just stitch is lilo in there uh yeah yeah lilo's, lilo's on, on the surfboard, surfboard right and stitch behind is stitch. at the end yeah little i keep waiting yeah. for moana and maui to get added but it hasn't happened yeah yet. yeah and that one's in the tokyo version i never got to Write it, but uh, yeah, it's got Moana yeah. on her boat. Uh, it's, and they it's haven't really cool. put, as at least as of, I was in Disney World in November, they did not have the IP in it. Yeah. Oh, really? In theirs, yeah. The thing that I, I, I like the characters being in there, I really do. The thing that I don't care for as much is how loud the music is that's associated with those mm. characters. I feel like it takes away from the music of the ride. Gotcha. And that I don't care for. Mm, interesting. I think I it's think I've too ever loud. That. Yeah. I don't maybe, know maybe it's not too loud. <laughs> I've noticed by others. Well, but. I have a hearing problem. So. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, one of the things I appreciate about the way they did it is they kept the characters in the theme yes. of Small World. Yes. So it's not like it was you know, total departure. Mm-hmm. So, and for yeah. the most part, they're not really in your face. They're not. Uh, not at all. They blend in very, and very I, well. The three caballeros. I love seeing that. Yeah. yeah. Donald. And, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's fun and to look. Awesome. I think awesome the thing ride. that really made it number two for me is Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Small it's, World Holiday. I mean, it, a magical ride gets even more magical. Small World holidays. holiday is amazing. The only issue I have is that when Chinese New Year falls like February 15th they uh, leave it up through yeah. Chinese New Year <laughs> yeah so suddenly you're looking listening to Christmas music like yeah February 10th you're not, <laughs> Christmas has been over yeah. for a month and a half so I knew I would end up doing this but uh we got to your number three which was your number two I never did my number four <laughs> oh, you didn't no no I was so excited to hear what you guys had 
So uh, my, I just realized because I know we haven't talked about it. So my number four is Pinocchio. Nice. Yeah, my number four is Pinocchio. <laughs> nice. And Pinocchio. so, where, where, where did you guys have Pinocchio? I I had it uh, at number seven. Number seven, Brian. Number nine. Number nine. Okay, so we kind of <laughs> traded a little bit because I had uh, number nine. Is it's a small world? <laughs> yes. So I'll go to bat for Pinocchio right now. Why it made it so high again? And and part of this I think is showing my age. You know, I mean, I was born in 1972. Uh, I grew up with the Disney classics. You know, mm-hmm. to me, Monsters, Inc. is still a new movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, anything Pixar, you know, I, I remember all yeah. that, you know, as an adult taking my kids to see Pixar movies. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, to me, this attraction is kind of a blend between the technology and the old style. You know, they put in some cool little technology hits, but it tells a story. This tells a story. True. And there is that scene where um, Pleasure Island afterward, that oh, yeah. after scene. <laughs> oh, man. And the seagulls are flying by and it's just darkness. And there's the part where Monstro comes up or Monstro comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, I've taken kids <laughs> on there for a first time. And when Monstro comes up, holy cow, look out. <laughs> that whale is terrifying. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love that it tells the story. I think it's really neat. It also has one of my favorite end scenes uh, when you're yeah. when you're pulling out and you just you see all the puppets and everything. Yeah. It's just there is something so magical about that attraction. I also think it's one of the most underrated yeah. because there are times where you know Peter Pan will have an hour and a half line and uh, Alice in Wonderland will be forty five minutes and and Pinocchio is still a seven ten minute uh-huh. line. Or or walk on. Or walk on. <laughs> and it's way, way better than that. So it is. It's not that it's the greatest. Don't for let me. my number nine fool you. It is uh, it is yes. better than that. all of these all of these I love to hit while I'm yeah. there. Yeah. Except except one. one. <laughs> except for one. <laughs> but uh but uh, so funny funny backstory though, I'll tell you guys. This will crack you up. Uh, I was in seventh grade and there was a girl who I just, she was nice enough, uh, but she had a crush on me and I knew it and I didn't care for her a ton. And so uh, we were going to be at Disneyland at the same time. Remember, I grew up in Northern California. And so she told me, oh, I'm going to be at Disneyland. And I said, oh my gosh, what hotel are you staying at? And she said, oh, we're staying at the Hilton. And we were staying at the Hilton and I did not want her to know. So I said, oh, we're staying at the Hyatt. And so I totally lied to her and I was like, yeah, and I don't even know if we're going to the park that day, whatever. We saw her family in the lobby that morning. Our moms were both so excited. They knew each other and they said, oh, let's meet up in the kids. I'm going to call her Jennifer. So I don't use her real name. It's not Jennifer. But they said, oh, Jennifer and Sean will meet up and they can go on rides. And in my head, I'm going, please, no, I just want to avoid this girl. But we did. We met up. We went on rides. And every ride, she was like cuddling into me. This is seventh grade. I was so (laughs) uncomfortable. So we get on the Pinocchio ride together. And we go through. And we're about to enter. And the sign says Pleasure Island. And she goes, ooh, we're cuddling on Pleasure Island. (laughs) And I just remember going, I must get away from this girl. (laughs) And I was so mad at my parents, but I always think of that when I see Pinocchio. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. that's funny. Yeah. It was very, very funny. I've never had an experience like that, but no. I did run into my wife once at Disneyland. What? You ran into your wife uh-huh. when you were married? No. 
okay. Well, this that's was, good. This would be easier. If, it, it would be a lot easier yeah. if if we were already <laughs> married. But, but that's yeah. actually really cool. I did run into her once before. I mean, we we weren't even like friends in high school, but I was would, friends with her brother. It would have been great if you would have been on the ride together, sitting together. Yeah. Well, we been... we didn't quite have a moment like you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pinocchio makes it in as my number four. And I know that I did not expect either of you to have that in the top five. And that's why, you know, we were even trading messages back and forth saying, is this best attraction? I would <laughs> right. never put Pinocchio in a top five. Yeah. It's favorite. It's, uh-huh. it's what is our top, our personal top five. Yeah, the yeah. way I went about it was I just thought if I could ride one ride while I'm there, what am I going to ride? Yeah. And I just did that. Every all the way down. Yep, that's how I did so. it. And Pinocchio's that high up for me. It's just, I just love that attraction. That's awesome. All right, so we've covered we've covered everybody's five, right? Everybody's four. Mm-hmm. Everybody's three now. Not yeah. quite three. Oh, we haven't I covered haven't three. Talked about oh, okay. really? three. Good. <laughs> all right, Brian. What is your number three? My number three is Alice in Wonderland. Alice nice. in Wonderland. Good. We get to talk about that <laughs> yes. now. Sean, where did Alice fall for you? Uh, number nine. Number <laughs> nine. That surprises me. <laughs> this was so hard. <laughs> no, oh, one no, needs- <laughs> I feel your pain. This has been like no one needs to, to apologize. Honestly, between two and ten, yeah, it was just difficult for me. Um, realistically, six through ten could have all been all been switched yeah. around. You know, the top five were. And they even weren't easy. I'm looking at it now going, why did I have that at seven? So, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so Alice in Wonderland. Uh, so that was number nine for you. Yes. Number three for number you. Number three for me. Alice in Wonderland, drum roll please. <laughs> number one. It is my number one. Not only is it my number one favorite dark ride, it is my number one favorite attraction yeah. at all of Disneyland. Now, if you are a listener of word on the main street podcast you heard me say this two days ago <laughs> yeah. and if you're not you can hear us talk about it but to make it uh, to number three is fantastic brian tell us why you love alice in wonderland alice in wonderland has always been one of my favorite animated movies that the disney company's made um a lot of people i feel like it's a very underrated movie i think a lot of people find it weird um a little bizarre but maybe that's why I like it. I, maybe I'm just a little weird and bizarre. But uh, there's always been something about that movie ever since I was a young kid that I've really, really enjoyed. And mm. because of that, that ride ranks very highly for me. Um, not to discount any of the other movies that I grew up watching, sure. but there's something about Alice in Wonderland that's always just had some magic to it for me. Absolutely. For me, it's number one. Uh, part of it is a lot of this is emotional for all of us. Like mm-hmm. I, I maybe would have been higher on small world if I had the experience you guys have with your yeah. grandparents, uh, with your grandfather. For me, uh, when I was in high school, I had a job at a toy store called Imaginarium and Imaginarium had big TV screens and they sold all the Disney movies on VHS, VHS cassettes. <laughs> and so, you know, my, my best friend, Tim Urban and I, were floor managers, like uh, assistant managers, basically. And we would play Alice in Wonderland over and over and over. And so I had one summer where for three months I watched it probably five times a day. Mm. You know, all through our shifts, we would just watch it again and again. And I fell in love with it. And to me, uh, the reason this attraction is worthy of my number one 
is I feel closer to Walt's vision of Disneyland in this ride than any other. Mm-hmm. It still has the somewhat hokey cars, but that are, you know, that you could find at any theme park, but they're dressed up. And it still has, and it takes you on this journey that just is so immersive. And we talk a lot about this uh, in your podcast this week, too, just the magic of how it takes you through the story. And that you go up, you travel first down, uh-huh. <laughs> you, you get to go down the rabbit hole, and then you go up on this just journey. So much is going on around you. And then the intense parts with the Queen of Hearts and off with off with her head and all that. <laughs> and right as it hits like the top, not only the top of the ride, but also just the top of the story, the doors open and you're outside. And I feel like that's what the movie does too. All of a sudden, like everything's crazy and then boom. Yeah. Suddenly, oh, she's Alice again. She's not in Wonderland anymore. And you get that moment where you just get to enjoy. You see the Matterhorn. You see a parade going by. You see people, mm-hmm. whatever. And then that final scene that now is just so much fun. Sean, yeah. what do you love about it? Um, I really enjoy the movie as well. I wish that we'd have like uh, the walrus and the oysters. Ooh, yes. Oh, yes. Scene. The walrus and the carpenter is walrus so Walrus and the carpenter. Yes. The whole side story would be I great. That's like one of my favorite parts in the movie. Yeah. Um, it's a very enjoyable ride for me. Obviously, it didn't make my top five, yeah. but uh, I do try and ride it every time. And yeah, I just I like what they've done with the new effects and and uh, digital projections. But sadly, it didn't make my top five. Yeah, <laughs> and it is my number one. It's my number one, and again for the whole Disneyland Resort, uh-huh. for all of the Disneyland Resort. Uh, it's. It's number one. It's the thing that I look forward to riding most. Uh-huh. And I hate the the line, the line, the length of the line as it juxtaposes against the length of the ride <laughs> drives me nuts. One yeah. thing that wouldn't totally offend me is if, if they at some point had to take out Mr. Toad because it just doesn't get the lines and just doubled the size Expand of Alice. That. Tell the rest of that story oh, because yeah. there are so many other parts to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Just have right after you come up to Tweedledee and Tweedledum go into the walrus that'd and the carpenter. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. I think that'd be great. And I think Tweedledee and King. Yes. <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum <laughs> could, could certainly be a, a larger section as well. For sure. And, you know, the tea party is super represented. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty quick shot of the tea party, which is one of the most just iconic yes. things from Disney. It is, to me, it is magic. It is pure magic. And mm-hmm. I'm the weird dude who goes by myself and rides it, <laughs> that everybody's looking around. And sometimes if I'm by myself and uh, people are looking at me funny, I'll put my phone in my ear and go, hey, where are you guys? I don't know where you were. So I just got on this <laughs> Alice in Wonderland ride. Okay, I'll meet you over at like Star Tours. Okay. Just so people don't think I'm super weird. But but I do absolutely love that attraction. So I'm so glad we got to talk about it. Oh, yeah. I'll be excited to write it again. So that yes. is my number one. And that was your number... That was my number three. That was your number three. And so, Sean, Sean what was nine. your number three? Number three was Small World. Small yep. World. We already got to it. And and uh, for me, uh, number three was Peter Pan's Flight. Cool. So, so we've, we've all covered three. our number three. <laughs> so let's go over to Sean for your number two. We already covered it. We it cover was it? Peter Pan. Peter Pan is your number two. The Brian, is your number two? Mine has also already been covered with It's a Small World. Okay, well, I hate to do this to you guys. <laughs> You're good. Uh, the I big know. reveal. But uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Did, did we do? Did, we, did you just say that was your number two? 
Yeah, Peter Pan was. So number two was covered by by everything. Okay, we're going to cover my number <laughs> two, because my number one has already been covered in Alice in Wonderland, but I cannot bring myself to name number two <laughs> without having Sean do it. Sean, we're going to skip my number two, because my number two is your number one. Oh, yeah. Tell us your number it, one. I'm sure it's Brian's number one as well. I, I will be astonished. If it didn't make your top five, Brian, I will be <laughs> it's astonished. It's actually my 11. <laughs> <laughs> it's my 12. I do not like that ride. <laughs> so, drum roll, please. What is your number one Our number ride? ones and Sean's Our number, number one two is The Haunted Mansion. Absolutely. The best ride ever created. Pretty much the <laughs> ultimate dark ride, right? It really is, right? It's dark in multiple ways. Exactly. It's dark, it's scary, it's got all the it's got all the makings of a dark ride. <sighs> so good. It is the ultimate. No. We've even got a shrine here. I was yeah. gonna say, tell us what we're surrounded by <laughs> here, Sean. Uh, so I've got my little shrine. It's a bunch of Funko Pops from the 50th anniversary of uh, the Haunted Mansion. I've got the 50th anniversary Haunted Mansion ears that I had a friend pick up. Uh, I've even got Haunted Mansioneers that Sean here picked up. That's for right. Me. I got some. Oh, you know what we will need to share? <laughs> when, when this goes live, we will share a photo of me going down Splash Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Holding those ears in a bag way above my head because I was not going <laughs> like to like the guy in the Breakfast wet. Club. Right kind of like, end. yeah, kind of <laughs> like Judd Nelson at the end of Breakfast Club. I did the big <laughs> fist pump and I actually texted you a picture yeah. saying, look how devoted I am. <laughs> Yeah, you should have uh, texted him and said, don't you forget about don't me. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> yeah, and if Brian wants to grab, uh, there's a baseball hat. Um, I I don't know if I should mention this on your show, but... Uh, yeah, please do. Um, I was sent some ears uh, by... Um, all enchanting, All enchanting ears. ears. Wow, look at those. Uh, it's a baseball cap. It's got a little 3D printed Haunted Mansion I'm going to take a photo of it to share on our Instagram yeah, so they and, know what we're talking about. And that was about. pretty cool. So I've, I've got a lot of like DIY things that are Haunted Mansion. I've also got Haunted Mansion wallpaper that's framed. Actual, actual, actual wallpaper, wallpaper from the Haunted Mansion. I've got candelabras, like the little gargoyles. So yeah. uh, a lot of stuff. So. Uh, and it's uh, yeah, we are surrounded by the haunted mansion right here in in the uh, oh, the yeah. word on the main street studio. Yeah, and the most incredible <laughs> tapestry wall hanging of Madame Leota. Oh my gosh, I, I'm jealous every I, time I come. Yes, here. I I have thought many times, how do I swipe that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Problem is, he'd know where it went if yes, it went missing. Yeah, it would problem. be at my house. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. And and by the way, this is this is Sean's life. I've been to Disneyland <laughs> with Sean a few times. He's not kidding about his love of haunted mansion. Yeah. And as much as it's my number one, times that by two, and it's yes. probably his. Even <laughs> but Brian, more his it's still one. your number one out it of is. eleven attractions. Tell us what you love about the haunted mansion. What isn't there to love about right? the haunted mansion? Right? Um, I love the transitions in the Haunted mm. Mansion. You start out and it's creepy. Um, there's a lot of backstory to the Haunted Mansion and why this is, but then all of a sudden it starts slowly transitioning to this more fun, silly mm. yep. party type atmosphere. And it's really credit to the Imagineers that created the ride and their different ideas of how this ride needed to be. So just. The way that the whole thing transitions, it starts out like your typical haunted house, kind of creepy, but by the end, everybody's having a great time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I put it at number two, but I want to be clear that if this was a best 
uh, Dark Ride, it would have been my number one. Uh-huh. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is emotional for me. It's I love it. Um, and But really, Haunted Mansion, I ride Haunted Mansion more than any other attraction. I find myself just wanting to go on it That's every funny. time I go. <laughs> uh, I love the attraction. I love the storytelling of it. Another thing is, uh, it's to me, it's the perfect example of what Disneyland is and what Disney does. Mm-hmm. And that's that I hate Halloween. I, <laughs> I do not enjoy, I don't like gore, I don't like blood, I don't like the, you know, th- thriller, killer, whatever. I would never go to an actual haunted house, uh-huh. like things jumping out at me. Really, by from about October 5th till about October 31st, I'm over it. But I love the Haunted Mansion because it's spooky, it's scary, and it's more imagination. You know, it's not someone soaked in blood chasing after you. There's so much thought and imagination. Do you know that I still sometimes have dreams that I'm walking through the Haunted Mansion? I do every so often. I do. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me at all. I love it. Sometimes it's in my house. Like I go down into Uh the basement and it's the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) Oh, But I love the Haunted Mansion. I love it too because the line is really fun. You've got all mm. of the tombstones that are hilarious, or if you've got Fast Pass now, which thankfully they do have that. Yeah. But then the the cast is great, and you walk in. The first waiting room is so fun, and you look up, and even though it drives you nuts because everybody talks along with it, but the ghost <laughs> host. But then even taking your time to walk through and enjoy the paintings and the rain outside, uh-huh. it's like there is nothing, no detail spared. And my wife and my children all know one of my favorite things in the whole world is hurry back, (laughs) hurry back. I love it so much. So it really, I mean, it's, it's more like Alice in Wonderland's number one. And this is 1.1. Like I can't even saying that it's number two does not even (laughs) pay justice to it. And again, if this was best, Alice in Wonderland probably falls to four and Haunted Mansion is definitely number one. There's no question. So, oh yeah, it is a great attraction. Anything Love else it. you want to say? I know we could probably talk about. I could oh, talk. Sean forever. can spend this whole episode talking about <laughs> haunted mansion. Yeah. I'm sure later on in this podcast, you'll probably hear an opportunity to listen to him <laughs> talk about that. So, true story. When when I decided the format of this, that we were going to do it as a collective and mm. different people, there were only two episodes that I knew people were absolutely going to have. Rob Foray was going to be. Jungle Cruise because he was a skipper that was done and I told Sean when we first started I said you already get the Haunted Mansion and Brian you didn't even try to speak for Haunted Mansion because you knew Sean would get it (laughs) I but almost every member of the collective has asked for Haunted Mansion oh really and almost every member uh, has asked and I've had to say each time sorry that one is that's mine I knew better yeah (laughs) as much as I love it there is somebody that likes it just a bit more than I do yeah yeah. it is it is phenomenal well this has been just awesome it's amazing how aligned we were generally yeah yeah with a few things with a few outliers outliers. and uh Sean's ninth place I'm sorry I hey, and that's the great thing is the funny thing is it's like it's not like nine is bad in this. Yeah, list. it's true. You know? Eleven is. I mean, nine is it's a small world for me. I'm really getting curious about eleven because okay. I so, want to know if so now, I'm the same as you guys because I have a feeling I'm not. <laughs> oh really? Oh okay. Well, now we're gonna drop to we just we decided we weren't gonna go through our whole list, uh, but uh, but. I feel, we like, were, I feel like I know what you guys' is going to be. All right, I feel so like mine is not. Here's what I think we should do. 
I think we should recap our 1 through 11. Not talk about each one of them. Just go through. But just read from, here's my number 1, 2, 3, just to recap the 5. Sure. Then let's hear where everything else fell. Brian, you want to start us off? Am I going all the way through? Just do 1 through 11. One, yeah. So all the way to 11? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Give it all. I had number one, Haunted Mansion. Number two, It's a Small World. Number three, Alice in Wonderland. Number four, Peter Pan's Flight. Five, Monsters, Inc. Six, Little Mermaid. Seven, Mr. Toad. Eight, Snow White. Nine, Pinocchio. Ten, Finding Nemo. Eleven, Winnie the Pooh. All right. Okay. Pooh is at the end, huh? Wow. Yes. So you ended with Pooh. That is surprising to me. Okay. And I have a feeling I know what you guys' number 11 is. I'm starting to get the feeling we might have the same. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. <laughs> Sean, give it to us. All right. Number one is The Haunted Mansion. Number two is Peter Pan's Flight. Number three is It's a Small World. Number four, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Number five, Monsters, Inc. Number six, Winnie the Pooh. Number seven, Pinocchio. Number eight, The Little Mermaid. Number nine, Alice in Wonderland. Number 10, Snow White. And number 11, The Finding Nemo subs. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Sean, so, we need yours. Let's get the whole list. Here's, here's my one through 11, and then we'll talk quickly about 11s. <laughs> my one through 11. Number one, Alice in Wonderland. Number two, Haunted Mansion. Number three, Peter Pan's Flight. Number four, Pinocchio. Number five, Mr. Toad. Number six, Monsters, Inc. Number seven, Snow White. Number eight, Winnie the Pooh. Number nine, It's a Small World. Number 10, The Little Mermaid. And number 11, (laughs) Finding Nemo subs. Um, Let's talk really quickly about our 11s. Okay. uh, Winnie the Pooh clearly fell to the very bottom for you. Why is that, Brian? It's not that, like I've said with all of these, it's not that I don't like it. Sure. It's just the most out of the way for me. Yeah. As far as dark rides go. I get that when I'm at Haunted Mansion, I can just go right there. But it just seems like it's so tucked out away. there, tucked away. Yeah. Um, and it's in, nothing to write home about. In my defense of Finding Nemo subs, <laughs> sure. Um, I feel that... It edges it out because Finding Nemo transports you into a whole new world okay. that any other ride doesn't. Uh, Little Mermaid totally transports fair. you to a whole new. A whole oh no, new that, world. that would be Aladdin. That would be Aladdin. <laughs> but but nice try. No, in fact, Little Mermaid only makes you part of her world. Yeah, that's true. Uh, just part. I don't know. Just the fact that you're actually that underwater. That was a flop. Sorry. Yeah, that was good. I liked it. <laughs> a belly flop. Uh-huh. Um, but the fact that you're actually underwater, being able to see all these things. I yes, fair. I can. I can see how Little Mermaid. Yes, you go <laughs> underwater. Yeah. Um, but it's just an experience that you don't get, and I feel like my nostalgia for the original submarine voyage also plays a part in that yeah. because I kind of get that back even though it's a little bit of a twist. I'll say something defending Winnie the Pooh being an 11 uh, and being in dead last. Name the most memorable scene in Winnie the Pooh. The, uh, the rain. The rain scene. The where rain is, Where it's a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, the rain is cool. <laughs> I love that. But is also it, the heffalumps it, and woozles, I think. But are either of those things like blow your mind? For me, because I put Pooh at six. Yeah. So it was just like right. It's pretty below. high up there for you. Okay, cool. But... 
I love the old Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah, uh, I do too. And I just love seeing it. Yeah. And I had That's it at eight. I mean, it wasn't at the very bottom for me. Yeah. So. Um, it's it's short, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's a nice little ride. It's yeah. a good ride. And again, an 11 at Disneyland is, you know, a one at most other parks. Yeah. So, Sean, let's talk about you Finding and I Nemo. share a... Yeah. Uh, finding Nemo. I'll, I'll open it up by saying, Brian, actually, I think part of the reason mine's an 11 is part of why yours is a little higher. And that is that I love Submarine Voyage so much. So you kind of resent I love 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea when I was a gotcha. kid. Because when I was a kid, it was all the we're diving down. Yeah. And they took it very seriously. Now, if you if you watch, you can go back and watch the ride through videos. When I was a kid, I still remember... Uh, I'd been on it many times, and then I was probably 10 years old. And I remember looking out the window and watching stuff, and then suddenly looking up and seeing that you could see the top of the water and it destroying me. It destroyed the yeah. rest of that trip. Like, what? We're not actually 20,000 leagues under? <laughs> yeah. I was convinced when I was a kid. And then you'd have the magical parts of it where all of a sudden, you know, and the captain's going, we're just not going to tell anybody we saw what we yeah. just saw. The other part is that... For me, because I loved it so much, Finding Nemo feels like an overlay. Yeah, it feels I can, like yeah, I can it, it, it feels that. cheap to me. They use uh, unimpressive uh, effects, in my view. There's actually a pretty good Finding Nemo ride in Orlando, but uh, I just wish they hadn't themed it this way. I wish they'd go back to just being a submarine. And voyage. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, if they if they went just back to the submarine voyage, I would be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Sean. Uh, to be honest, um, I have as much fun in the actual sub as I do in the alternate viewing area. Yeah. Which, to me, doesn't say a lot about a ride yeah. uh, where I just go sit in a room and watch a movie. By the but way, you the can't alternate... feel the feeling of going <laughs> It down. does rumble uh, with the speakers. Yeah, but, but that's not the But the alternate same. viewing area, by the way, for our listeners who haven't seen it, if you've got uh, someone with sensory issues, mm-hmm. if you've got someone in, uh, in a wheelchair who maybe can't climb down into the sub. They have a separate room. It's like right there. I've taken a couple people in there. One nice thing about that room, it's very air conditioned. Yes. And there's never a wait. I've never had to and wait. And there's never so a dirty you can go in there. Smell. Yeah, it never smells like poop in and there. And it doesn't smell like... Yeah, and those subs can start to smell pretty yeah. bad toward the end of You get a, a toddler day. in yeah. there, and it will ruin that ride. Right. Yeah. Somebody really decided fast. not to wear their deodorant that day. Yeah, if you're sitting right next to them... There are not enough air yeah. streams blowing up. Yeah, so. and, and I was a little bit spoiled, so I got to ride the Nemo ride in Tokyo, and that is like on a whole nother level, and that's what I wish they would bring uh, yeah. to Disneyland for Nemo. I love the movie. Um, we all love it. It's but, a great, uh, I just great property. I wouldn't go on the subs if it wasn't for my kid that loves Finding Nemo yeah. and wants to ride them, but. And I feel uh, like that might even be part of why I can't have it at the bottom is watching my kids experience that Um, magic. Sure, that's fair. And seeing the light in their eyes as they perceive it the way that Sean used to before he's noticed that you could see the top of the (laughs) water, um, that they're actually underwater and seeing down with Nemo. So Pretty awesome. And then getting swallowed by a giant whale. Yeah. How, how can you go wrong with that? <laughs> well, the jellyfish scene is cool, though. That is. I really The jellyfish like that. scene is beautiful. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's a great ride. Like, it's so funny, especially now that it's closed because of COVID. Like, I appreciate 
like what would I give right now to go on my number eleven ride? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, seriously, like let me please let me get on our <laughs> I'd love to go ride Winnie the Pooh right now. Yeah. I, I love mean, the attraction. I'll, I will smell I'll, a dirty diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take it, you know, and, and so but until then YouTube will have to do guys, this has been so much fun. Oh, yeah. This was, it has been this was a really fun discussion. Yes. And uh, for our listeners, if you were listening and you right now are punching your pillow or punching your wall because <laughs> <laughs> we we placed your favorite ride too low. Let us know. Get on Facebook. Get on Instagram. Send us a message and let us know what we missed. Let us know why. Uh, find someone Finding Nemo subs is somebody's favorite oh, ride for sure. Winnie the Pooh is somebody's favorite ride. So tell us why we got it wrong, or tell us why Haunted Mansion is the worst, or tell us why uh, I will punch a I, wall. Yeah, I'm I'm just <laughs> I will argue that to my last. Breath. Tell us why Alice in Wonderland. Actually, Sean already told us why Alice in Wonderland is number nine. So <laughs> that's all right, and that's the great thing about Disney is it's all so personal, yes. and one person can love space mountain another person can love great moments with mr lincoln and it's you know if there's something for everybody and something on the kid inside of all of us but please let us know how we did thank you so much for tuning in we really appreciate it uh, guys if they want to find word on the main street and they're not already a listener how do they find word on the main street so you can find us pretty much any place podcasts are consumed that could be apple Podcasts, soundcloud stitcher player fm tune in google play um pretty much anything else you're so. much much more you're not missing you're not, you're not <laughs> but missing wait out on there's it. more well, you can also find you guys on facebook you're on instagram you're on tiktok oh yeah pretty yeah. much search word we're on cool. the main street and we're everywhere we're hip we i'm got tiktok i'm still not a hundred percent on board with the tiktok <laughs> thing maybe i'm just too old for that and john being three years younger is just I'm just hip enough. Just hip enough. And You're I'm closer to broken hip. Yeah. <laughs> and with all the cool kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not a TikToker. Sorry, folks. I, I'm not either. But you definitely can find the Castle Collective on Instagram and on Facebook. We limit ourselves to pretty much those two platforms. But please check us out there. Tell us what you think. And if you enjoyed the episode tonight, we're just building up an audience now. If you could leave us a five-star review wherever you listen, We would really appreciate it. It helps other people to find the show. And until next time, we are the Castle Collective. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye-bye.